welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia. My name is Sherrick, and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that uh, does not uh, have any sort of giveaways currently running in the state of California. (laughs) Or any other state. (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. (sighs) So, yeah, the... uh... The Voldemort Backstreet Boys World Tour rolls on for another, uh, to, to close out another month. And uh, just like it, we are doing our best to keep up and just, you know, stay sane. So, yep. uh, yeah, uh, we'll kind of truncate the how was your week kind of thing going on. Because, you know, like I, the thing that I just said. So, yep. Amelia, how was your week? Yeah, my week was just another week. I don't know. I don't really have any good stories or anything like that. Um, so yeah, how about you? Um, so we wrapped up filming for the Milwaukee Black Theater Festival, which is going to start. Uh, so it, it'll be in full swing by the time y'all hear this. But uh, for mm-hmm. us recording on a Sunday, it's um. It's wrap. It's starting tonight, the twenty third, mm-hmm. uh, and it runs through September twelfth. There's going to be three shows, uh, and they're all going to be done virtually. And there's also going to be some other content. And I believe the way it works is you can purchase a like a, a pass, and it goes for a week, so that you can basically consume all that content uh, in in the week that you get via the pass. Uh, I don't, I normally keep my shilling and plugs and stuff to the end, but because we're talking about how our week went, uh, if you use the code team Sherrick, that is team S H E R R I C K, you get $5 off your general pass. Um, and that goes, like I said, through September 12th. So check that out if you wanna, uh, and uh, that'd be really cool. Cause, uh, you know, it's. It's uh it's a good way to support some some black uh, actors and stuff. There's lots of great uh names uh, from Milwaukee that are going to be involved, and there are other some great names from like Illinois and and even further on. So check it out. I'm real excited about how it's gonna go. Yeah, I got my ticket uh, for the last week, um. So and, and I'm very excited to be for- able to enjoy some content uh without having to go anywhere <laughs> not that i don't want to yeah. go anywhere because at this point i'm like you know nah, I'm missing you. traveling but like it's not always feasible to come see you and everything so it's nice to mm-hmm. be able to uh be able to see you in something uh for sure mm. for sure and for true and i appreciate it um uh, yeah so what was i gonna say f uh, <laughs> My brain has slowed to a halt. It's not even leaving the station right now. But um, no pressure and all that stuff. But, like, you do get to check out all that cool stuff. And I will. I remember what it was. was is I'm going to have all that information in the description of this podcast. So uh, yeah. if I went too fast for you, just check the description uh, for the link to where you can buy tickets and learn about the shows that we're doing. As well as the promo code there for ya. So that is that. Yay! Um, as far as the topic for the week, 
uh, I was like, yo, Amelia, how about we talk about like guilty pleasures? Because I can't really think of too much else to really talk about. And she was like, what do you mean? Give me a list. And I was like, boom, 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 boom. And she was like, done. <laughs> <laughs> so, just if you needed a, a, a peek behind the curtain as to how we choose our topics more often than that, it's like Amelia or myself just like hitting us the other up on a Wednesday and being like, what you want to talk about? <laughs> Yep. And then I'm sure there's some sort of anxiety riddled panic as we go, fuck, what could we talk about? <laughs> Every week. <laughs> oh, yep. doing this, but who boy, I'm not speaking for Amelia on this one, but does it sometimes give me anxiety to be like, I want to choose a topic that Amelia will like and that also our listeners will like. I know, um, same, same. Ugh. So yeah, so we're talking about guilty pleasures. Uh, we made a, a little bit of a listy list. Uh, we have not shared it with the other. Um, and uh, I, off podcast, Amelia won the imaginary uh, coin toss that happened in my head. So she's going first. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So when you suggested guilty pleasures, like the first thing that popped into my head is like media so like movies mm-hmm. or music or you know tv shows like that kind of stuff that yeah. people often refer to as a, as a guilty pleasure and um yeah and so i was like okay i guess i can think of a few things and then um but i asked you for some examples and yours were all like behavioral um and and I was like, oh damn, this is like bigger than I thought. Um so I had I put I put not a lot of time <laughs> but a little bit of time thinking about that as I was putting together a little bit of a list. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so um the thing about guilty pleasures for me is that I don't necessarily like totally believe in them in that in that like um I I say like what you like and like make no apologies for it I guess um there's a Dave Grohl talks about this a lot if you don't know who Dave Grohl is he was uh in nirvana and the foo fighters um and he has this whole thing about how um like guilty pleasures is this like old school punk rock idea that like you should be embarrassed about what you like or that you should um, only like certain things ironically um and he's like that's just stupid if you like britney spears crank that shit um that's like a literal quote anyway um (laughs) and and so I sort of believe in that but at the same time I think that um it it sort of for me at least depends on the group of people I'm with as to like what I feel embarrassed about liking so like at work because we're all in this like nonprofit social justice environmental uh, liberal progressive bubble there are things like 
The Bachelor that I feel sort of embarrassed to like um, publicly at work. Um, and and I think, like, that's, for me, one of the biggest, like, guilty pleasures or whatever for me is, like, stuff that is problematic, but I still like it. <laughs> so, like, yes, The Bachelor has a race problem, and I would like that to change um, and, but at the same time, like, I still like it and I feel a little bit bad for still liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that kind of stuff, I think, um, that for me is like what I feel most embarrassed about liking. Um, yeah. So like reality TV and celebrity gossip is like a really big one for me. Cause I feel like. I'm not quote unquote supposed to like that stuff that like I'm a smart, educated woman who like, why, why would you like that stuff? But I do so much. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my little, um, my little dissertation on the term guilty pleasures. Um, so yeah, yeah. What, I mean, what is that like? What do you think about when you think about guilty pleasures? Um, so I'm in a similar boat, uh, to be honest with you, which is, uh, to again to pull back the curtain on on that. It was my idea, like I said earlier, to, to kind of talk about this, and that like I I'm very much uh, a proponent of uh, I'll put it this way, so my my one of my favorite content creators brian zane i mentioned i mentioned him in the wrestling episode has created a shirt that says like what you like don't be a dick and i am all for that and about that because i'm like you know if you like what you like and in terms of like you know and i'm gonna use like a very like basic fucking versus argument i guess it's like chocolate or vanilla or i like uh xyz restaurant it's better than abc restaurant like that it's mm-hmm. like you know honestly like it doesn't like you can just let people like shit you know mm-hmm. for the most part there's certain things that like people like they shouldn't and we won't get into that uh because it's illegal or you know morally reprehensible etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's just like generally just like like what you like and don't be a dick and and it'll mm-hmm. be fine but i am also like there are some things that like and it's not necessarily that i'm embarrassed but it's also stuff that like i just straight up wouldn't like like I guess like do or admit to in public for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and one of my, because you, you were talking about media as well. And one of the ones that I didn't list when you asked for examples, uh, because I just went off behavioral shit off the top of my head. Uh, but media based is wrestling. Like mm-hmm. I, I've, I, and uh, to put it this way, like I've loved wrestling for a really long time and I'm not going to like make this a subset of the wrestling episode, like the run back that I wanted to do. That's for another time. But like, mm-hmm. I liked wrestling so much that like I wanted to be a wrestler. So I was doing backyard wrestling, even though that is a thing that you definitely should not do. Um, I have a huge scar on my leg as a result of backyard wrestling. So uh, don't do that. Uh, it's my official like, hey. I, I suffered so that you could not, so don't. Uh, <laughs> but, like, even just, like, writing about wrestling, like, I did, I, I was, like, fucking 14, 15 years old, and this is 
something that I don't think anybody that is currently in my life knows about me, but like I took up like a wrestling column on bolt.com. They were just like, Hey, do you want to write about wrestling? And I was like, yeah, of course I want to write about wrestling. I don't have any (laughs) journalistic credentials, but fucking let me watch wrestling and then give my opinion on it. And I did that for six months. uh, And it was just like, they weren't paying me or anything. It was just the thing I did, but I didn't tell anybody because it was embarrassing to me, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Like even up to like, I still like write about wrestling occasionally, but like um, it's more to my friends and less like in a public space. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, if you go back to the wrestling episode that we did, you can tell that I'm, you know, not the most comfortable talking about all the, the fucking gross shit that happens in wrestling. Like, um, you know, uh, I was telling Amelia about this and this is like our news corner now, but there is a wrestler who goes by the name of Sonia Deville, who uh, is very, very good and very underutilized, um, who was the victim of a stalking, att- uh, stalking and kidnapping attempt, like some dude that was too obsessed with this woman uh went to her house at like three in the morning and broke in and tried to fucking kidnap her and it was all caught on film and she's she's okay now uh she wasn't alone at the time of the attempt or anything like that but like it's still obviously very traumatic and creepy and it's like i shit like that makes me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan because of course like Mm -hmm. every every subset of media is going to have its toxic like overbearing mm-hmm. quote unquote stands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was in the background. I didn't mean to, but um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it still makes me feel guilty to be a part of that fandom mm-hmm. when I'm like, look at what this mm-hmm. person is doing to me, because like you know, people on the outside are gonna be looking at it and be like, fucking wrestling fans are crazy, and it's like the generalization mm-hmm. that like makes me embarrassed, even though it's like I didn't do that, mm-hmm. I would never do that. If I saw a wrestler fuck okay so here's me switching gears uh when i went to c2e2 there were a couple of wrestlers that are no longer in wwe but at one point were there and like my friend nina had to convince me to go up and say hello because my mindset was i'm not paying them any money for an autograph or anything because i just didn't, i didn't have any cash on me or, and also i was just like i don't really want to bother them but like mm-hmm. she had to convince me to be like at least go up and tell them that you like enjoyed their work and i like i was so like she like almost literally had to push me over there because I was just like, I don't want to bother them. They're having a conversation. Like, I just want to be like, hey, there's Santino Morello in the fucking hurricane. That's dope. All right, mm-hmm. I'm going to move on because that was enough for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't like I would have loved to been able to pay them to, to get an autograph and shit like that. But like, I was just like, cool, there they are. I just want to leave them alone because, mm-hmm. you know, they're human beings and I want to fucking do that. Um, mm-hmm. But she convinced me to go do it. And I was taught because I'll get to that story in the run back of the wrestling episode. And I promise I won't, I won't gatekeep that one. But like I ended up going by and saying hello. And she was like holding my hand, like a scared kid the whole time. And it was funny, but so, yeah, so there's that. Uh, So wrestling is, is the one that I think is probably my biggest guilty pleasure because like when wrestling is, like I said, in the wrestling episode, when it's good, it's real good. But when it's bad, it can be fucking like the worst thing on the planet. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what, that's my thing, too, is that, like, every, every fandom, every subset, everything has its toxic stuff, Um, Mm -hmm. and it just depends on, like, um, you know, because, like, the story you were telling about the stalker who tried to kidnap the wrestler, um, like, that's some toxic shit that could happen to, like, any, any 
whatever, um, any TV star or like, you know, that kind of shit happens in every subset of like fame, um, mm-hmm. which is awful. Um, so for me, it's more about like, um, if the, the thing itself is perpetuating some toxicity, which I think everything is to a degree, like nothing is perfect. Um, and so it's a question of like, what do you boycott and what do you, um, what do you like push to be better? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think like sometimes it can be a really hard line and really hard because yeah, like, everything has its shit and um, everything has bad stuff about it and nothing is all, all good or all bad for the most part. And so, um, so yeah, so like, that's where I like, I think about like reality TV, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of reality TV that is like perpetuating some bad stuff. Um, And so like, at what point, is it okay to like it and push for it to be better? And at what point is it just like, no, it's like you quote unquote shouldn't like this. Um, kind of shit, you know? mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So like, that's, that's kind of how I feel about a lot of that, um, guilty pleasure stuff. But, um, yeah, I love I love that you um had like a column about wrestling for a little while. That's so great. Um It was just like a fucking here's what happened, here's what I think about it. Like yeah, straight yeah, up yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That makes me think about like probably one of the nerdiest, most like quote unquote um embarrassing things about me is that in high school I wrote Lizzie McGuire fan fiction. Yep. <laughs> uh, I will see. I will see your quote unquote embarrassing uh, <laughs> r- uh, reveal and and match you with a. Uh, I, including recently, write what is called like it, it, I do what's called efetting. Um, I'm like trembling saying this, but fuck it. Uh, so, <laughs> efetting is essentially just like. It's it's not fan fiction for wrestling in the sense that like you know it's it's like a full on like you're writing the whole world, but it's a cooperative storytelling within wrestling. So like you create you can create a wrestler or and this is a, a thing that's more often now, but less so back in the day because everyone just wanted to be like I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to write about Stone Cold Steve Austin like as if I was him going mm-hmm. to wrestle a match like kind of a thing mm-hmm. um and so th- i still do it to this day i started in 2000 and i still do it i have a couple of like wrestling characters that i will write as uh because that's a fucking thing that i enjoy doing and it's something that like the 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 2000 version of sherrick is like what the fuck are you doing you moron <laughs> you just out of this what the hell but like at this point i'm 30 plus years old i don't give a shit what people right think that I, it's weird at this anymore so like it's still a thing that like uh I, i'm putting it out to the podcast but like you know i i don't like to talk about it too uh-huh. much so like, I'm, I'm staying intentionally vague because like there's people I, I still have like a subset of friends that like 
we get together and we still like we write and we talk about writing and obviously we have like a you know a friendship that has grown beyond just writing about wrestling and writing our characters and shit but like mm-hmm. um, but yeah so and that fucking community can be incredibly toxic mm-hmm. so like that definitely makes it a huge guilty pleasure and that i like it and like there are times there are times in which i would just be like fuck it i'm leaving i'm done i'm over this like i don't need it and then like mm-hmm. someone will be like hey i just opened uh an efed promotion do you want to come and do this thing and i'm like <sighs> and i put on the lipstick and then i like make sure my nails look good and i'm like all right <laughs> Fine. Yep. I yep. Didn't, didn't take didn't take you fucking all that uh much effort at all to drag me back in. Although mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna be done with it soon because it's been like I said since 2000. So we're talking over 20 years of this shit. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I yeah. I totally get that. Um, and there's like yeah. I mean, this gets into sort of fandom spaces or whatever but like there's so much there's so much great stuff in fandom because it's a lot of like people just really loving something together but at the same time there's also like so much gatekeeping um Mm -hmm. like oh you don't like this about that thing you're not you're not a big enough fan or like um if you disagree or um you know if you're not like as obsessed or like whatever it is it's you know you're not a good enough fan and like that's that's fucking bullshit if you like something you like something you're a fan of it it doesn't matter like how much time you spend on it or thinking about it or writing about it or whatever um Mm -hmm. and so i think like um yeah, I think like that's the that's the thing about you like it. What or, you like, don't be a dick. Yeah, like what you like, don't be a dick. Um, and I think too, like, yeah, everything has problematic stuff. Um, and so, like, I I don't necessarily think it's a good thing to just like ignore <laughs> that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, but I do think that like it can be incredibly exhausting to constantly be like, okay, what's problematic about this thing now? (laughs) Um, Yes, very much so. And it's like, sometimes you just want to like, and I can understand it. It's not necessarily the right thing to do, but it's almost, it's almost like a subset of the guilty pleasure of the mm -hmm, thing. mm It's like ignoring the toxic parts of the fandom. So you can just enjoy the good parts. And it's like, unfortunately Mm -hmm. it can't always work that way. Right. So, right. Um, I'll go, I'll go again because I kind of forced you into going first. Uh, so another one of my guilty pleasures, uh, is I love to go house hunting, even though we own a house and, uh, we have so for a long time, I cannot help it. I love going on like Zillow or like, just like a, a realtor's website and just looking at houses and just like. Being like, I want to live here because, oh, I love this or I love that. Like, I'm just so like, I'm so about it. Like, I, I, not apartment hunting because, like, I, I think at this stage in my life with like two birds and a, a loving, doting wife, like, I can't think 
I can't think of ever living in an apartment again. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, just I love fucking going house hunting. I'll, I'm I will probably do it before. I probably have done it before this podcast, and I will probably do it after this podcast is over. Uh, <laughs> so like, I just. I will just fire it up and I'll be like, oh, I really like this neighborhood. And I'm looking at the houses around the fucking house that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I could really like, like see like, you know, mm-hmm. what I'd want to do with this particular space of this house and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I just fucking love it. I don't even really watch um, like any HGTV shows uh, anymore. Like one would think one would. Mm-hmm. when they are addicted to house hunting i just like mm-hmm. going on zillow and just like looking at the house and being like okay well where is it situated mm-hmm. what are they saying this that and the other thing about like what could i do with this space etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. like i'm 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 not lying to you I, i'm fucking doing it right now <laughs> <laughs> that's so I, like, funny i was just like I have to I have to look at this house. This house looks fucking gorgeous. And then I'll show Steph and she'll just be like, eh, or uh, oh. Like, and I'm just like, okay, I understand why you don't like this house. I will look at another one. <laughs> I <laughs> and I like sadly is, cross it off my list. I think that is like oddly um popular to do that's not the word i'm looking for but whatever um common i guess maybe um Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people do that um to different degrees i know when i started thinking about buying a house um i started looking online like seven months before my lease was gonna be up so Mm -hmm. it was like way too early to be looking but I still did because it like, yeah, it becomes this like weird obsession to like just look at all these different homes um, online. And my my friend Amanda, who was on the pod earlier, um, mm-hmm. is looking for a house and she'll send us uh, me and a couple other people. She'll send us um, links of like, oh, I'm going to look at this house today. And it's just so much fun to like look at them with her and, and evaluate them. So, yeah, I totally get it. Um, I know when I was like, I don't know, probably like middle school age, my mom got really, really, really into uh, going to open houses. So we'd go like, I don't know, not every weekend, but like often on a Sunday, we'd go to a couple of different open houses just to like look at them. And I think she was open to the idea of possibly moving, but Mm -hmm. I don't think it was like. I don't think it was like, we're looking for a new house and we never did move. They still live in the house that they bought when I was, you know, two years old. Um, But yeah, so I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, It can be so fun to like look at different, different homes. And um, And I I will say, I want to kick past Sherrick in the shins because there were a lot of opportunities to go looking at open houses when we were looking. And I was just like, and it's, I mean, I I feel like I don't really get a say, blah, 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 which was a stupid fucking thing, but um, it, you know, it happened and I am happy where we are now, but it will not stop my desire to want to fucking look at a better house. Well, and it's super fun to look at homes that like, there's no way you could ever afford. Like, I don't know if you do that, uh, but, like, I do that. Honestly, 
honestly, for me, there's a threshold. Like, gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, for me, uh, and maybe that's just like the the you know the way my brain is. But like, mm-hmm. I won't go look like. I won't go looking at a house, for instance, I'm just throwing this out as a number. Like I won't go looking at a house that's like over like 250,000. Like it's just, I, 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 I have no real major interest in it. Like, it's just like, I, I, I want to look at houses that I could feasibly be like, Oh, I like this. And I like that, Mm -hmm. like, but like a house that's like over that amount, I feel like there's just, either there's too much or just the, the the idea of being like, okay, yes, this house is neat, but I would just be worried about how I'm trying to afford it. Like, I guess mm-hmm. it's ground, it's grounded in a bit of realism and that I, yeah. would, I would be like, no, I have to like, you know, yeah. it's, it's gotta have this, but also I don't want to be like drowning in debt. Now, obviously if I became like a big famous actor or some bullshit, then that might change. But like, it, for me, it's got to have some semblance of like, you could you could live here and afford it, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, because I think it can be interesting to go look at like, I don't know, not that I do this a lot or really that much at all, but mm-hmm. the idea of like looking at a home that's um, like millions of dollars or something just to like, I don't know, there's something like voyeuristic about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one time, I think it was. JM found, I don't know, I can't remember, or Steph or somebody found a house in, like, the southern suburbs of Minneapolis that, it was a huge house, Mm -hmm. um, but it was, like, wrecked, basically, and so it was selling for, like, foreclosure? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was probably foreclosed on, but also, like, it was just... Like, it had so many issues that, like, it would probably make sense to just buy it for the land and demolish the home there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was selling for, like, a dollar or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, you guys, let's buy this house. <laughs> and I remember it we'll had pay so pool. much on fucking taxes. It'll be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that kind of crazy shit. But. Um, yeah. Um, okay. What's something else on my list? Um, I was trying to think of like some small, like behavior things like you were giving me examples of, of like, not to like take from your <laughs> list or whatever. No, but, do it. I got um, plenty. But like, um, like drinking out of a bottle that you know no one else is going to or um you know some of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and i was thinking about that and i was like yeah i mean i i do that kind of stuff or i'll just like eat right out of the pan rather than excuse me um rather than like get a plate or something um mm-hmm. and i'm like but i don't really feel guilty about that stuff because i live alone <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, so much shit that I would be, like, that I would not do if I didn't live Mm -hmm. alone. But as I, like, think about it, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel guilty about, like, leaving messes as I would if I had a roommate or a partner or something. Um, And so, yeah, I was trying to think of stuff like that. And um, But one thing that popped into my head that I fucking love doing is I love getting a cake And just, like, fucking eating it with a fork, not cutting slices, just, like, eating it right out of the container. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, I love it. Oh, I love doing that shit. <laughs> As you should. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. So. Can't fault you on that one at all because I would be uh, do that as well if it was something uh, for myself. Mm-hmm. I remember in uh, college we would do that. Like Steph, Steph and I have this. I like I don't know why this moment sticks out in our collective heads, but it always mm-hmm. does. Of this time in college where we made macaroni and cheese. And she and I just ate it straight out of the pot, um, sitting on the floor in somebody else's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, you know, it's like that kind of that kind of shit Mm -hmm. of like just being, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say uncivilized person, but like, um. Yeah, just, like, not caring about decency. <laughs> oh. um, here's one that's uh, on my list that's probably pretty common as well, is I love uh, singing in my car, but I'll make it, like, a full-on, like, performance. Um, and it's, like, it's almost like a like a reverse guilty, uh, not reverse guilty pleasure, and, like, I don't want, it's not that I don't want anyone to see, because obviously I'm doing it in my car, but, like, I kind of want people to be like, oh shit, he's getting it. Like he's really into he's really into rolling in the deep by Adele. Oh wow, listen to him go. So like when I was younger, like, you know, high school in the college age, like especially when it was warm out because it made sense to do, I would like not crank my music to like the obnoxious, like you can hear it from miles away kind of levels, mm-hmm. but just like loud enough that if somebody was like walking down the street and I was driving by, they they could clearly make out what was happening. And mm-hmm. I would be like just singing along to it like that. Mm-hmm. It, I fucking love doing that, but I mm-hmm. only will do it when I'm in the car by myself. Like if I'm mm-hmm. with another person, it's either a podcast or I'll be listening to music, but I'm not really like, you know, Mm-hmm getting it uh, I mean and I was definitely like I think this is a thing that like when I was younger I would still be trying to like impress my friends by being like listen to how how I know all the lyrics to like the last Yo. seven straight songs but mm-hmm. like not not so much anymore yeah yeah no, I love fucking nervous I love doing that too and it I won't necessarily only do it alone but it depends on who I'm in the car with but like mm-hmm. I love a road trip with a friend um and like just putting on i don't know like a musical soundtrack or something and just like just performing the shit out of it it has to be the right person because i don't mm-hmm. I, I can't do that to anybody but um but yeah I've heard you sing yeah. in the car, but I've not seen you do a full-on performance. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that was, I think we're talking mostly about Cal- our, our San Francisco trip. Um, yeah. In in that regard, and like, yeah, like, that was, that was a thing where, like, I, I knew y'all well, but not well, like, not to the point that I feel like we're comfortable now, you know, especially since yeah. we've done that. And so it was just like, a, I'm gonna sing along, and if people are cool with it i'll keep going and then like people were joining in and i was like well i'm at a comfortable level where i can just enjoy this so yep. <laughs> that is yep. what i will do 
Um, yep. So, so yeah, like uh, that, that is a thing for me for sure. But you know, especially on road trips, but like, honestly, I can't, I think my, my preferences in my comfortable levels change when I'm on a road trip, because like mm-hmm. if I'm driving, there either needs to be conversation or there needs to be like music that I can sing along to that I know well enough to sing along to, because that's what keeps me awake. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like I'm talking about like, you know, if we're driving four hours to someplace, that's mm-hmm. not a problem. But like when I was driving back and forth from like Nebraska, that's like a full eight hour drive. So yeah. like, I would have to, like, I couldn't listen to like podcasts or like someone speaking or like, cause mm-hmm. I, I would first like tried to use like standups and like, mm-hmm. I was like, I was laughing, but like, I would start to kind of drift. Cause I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. My brain needs to focus on like things that I can like, not to not relate to relate to is the wrong way to put that but I mean like it's just like a it needs to focus on being like oh I know the lyrics to these I know what word is coming up next that kind of thing and like just essentially just kind of just like ear training kind of a, a mm-hmm. thing where you're, I, I know exactly what's coming up next and saying it um so like it's gotten to the point now where it's like if, if I'm on like an extensive road trip I have to know like the lyrics to the songs and stuff uh, or at mm-hmm. least enough that I can fudge it um, in order to keep me kind of awake. It's a weird, yeah. weird little fun fact about me. So there you go. Yeah, no, I I need that too. Um, particularly when I'm by myself driving, which, you know, um, driving back and forth between Fargo and Minneapolis is mm-hmm. about not quite four hours. Um, and so when I'm by myself, it's... Um, I like doing that drive and it's like a nice chance to be alone, but at the same time I could not do it in silence. So yeah, I really like, I really like putting on music that I know well um, and singing along to it. Mm-hmm. It like makes the time go by faster and keeps me more alert. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Well, the first thing that I thought of when you first suggested this topic, the first thing that popped into my head of something that I consider, I guess, a guilty pleasure is the Britney Spears Lifetime biopic. (laughs) Do you tell? So bad. I mean, come on. It's a Lifetime movie. All Lifetime movies are like not great, right? Um, And. Secondly, like, it's not, it's, they do these biopics on Lifetime that are always unauthorized. Um, (laughs) And so, like, it's always sort of like, okay, what in here is accurate? What isn't? Um, And usually I assume that it's unauthorized because there's shit in there that I don't want to come out. But, um... But yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's not good. It's not a good movie. Um, but it is fucking entertaining as shit. <laughs> I also love it, too, because because it's unauthorized, they can't use any of her music. And oh, so... no. <laughs> so, like, it's more about, like, her life. So we're not... They're not, they don't show like a ton of 
performances or anything like that because that's like that's the stuff that you can find easily this is like the behind the scenes story of her life or whatever but occasionally they'll have music on in the background or something and Mm -hmm. um or like her coming off the stage or going on to the stage or something and it's just like this like you can tell what kind like what era we're in because the the music but it's None of the official, actual Britney Spears music, <laughs> so it just sounds so cheesy and so, like, oh my god. It just feels so low budget. <laughs> oh, jeez. But I fucking love it, and it's called uh, Britney Ever After. <laughs> okay. Interesting name. Yep. I, yep, I don't know. It's fucking stupid but so good (laughs) oh man Uh, let's see what's another on my list Uh, I'm trying to think here Uh, I okay so I love having some sort of like noise going on in the background, but like it's my new guilty pleasure. And this really mostly kicks in when, um, when Steph's not here. Uh, mm-hmm. And so this is like the first that she's heard of this. Cause like, obviously I haven't had a reason to bring it up, but like, um, so like normally when I go to sleep, I have like, um, like, like Bluetooth, like uh, headphones that like wrap around and they like double as a sleep mask. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll just like put on a like a YouTube video that's like six or seven hours long or whatever, and then I just pass out. Um, mm-hmm. But like when she is not here, I will take all of the covers and just kind of like wrap myself up in a burrito, and I will put on like just like a playlist of like Food Network shit and just fall asleep to that. <laughs> not necessarily like Food Network, but just like people doing like recipes and shit. Like yeah, and it's like I am a burrito and I'm listening to people cook food. <laughs> Good night. I'll just like roll myself up. It's almost like swaddling a baby, but like I still have like movement for my arms. That's adorable. I love it. So congratulations. Everyone knows that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As as a quick bonus uh, guilty pleasure, I love fucking showing out during weddings. It's super fun for me. What is that? I don't know what that means. Uh, so, like, when we were at a wedding, just, like, getting into the music and just fucking cutting loose and dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're really good at this. And it's, like, it's, for me, that's not, it's not about that. For me, it's just about getting to go out and choreograph myself on the fly and enjoy some music. Like, I'm right. not there to, like, sh- like, Steph would joke, like, I've never lost, like, a wedding dance battle. Um, <laughs> and it's, like, I don't do it because I enjoy like making people look silly on the dance floor. I do it because I love dancing. Yeah. But yeah. but really only when it's like I get to choose how I dance. Like, right. I'm not very good at choreography uh, mm-hmm. and acting like in, in a musical sense. I'll do it, obviously. Like I've done plenty of mm-hmm. musicals and choreography and stuff. It's just like mm-hmm. for me, it's way more freeing to get to choose how I want to dance. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I've definitely witnessed this on multiple occasions, and it is the fucking best. 
-hmm. because you can just see how much you love it and it's so great um i feel like i do that too to a degree um i don't necessarily think that i have as good of dance moves but um but yeah i do i do love a wedding dance like there's something so fun about a wedding dance it's got to be good though oh yeah yeah i've i've been to bad i've been to bad wedding dance receptions Mm -mm. oh man um yeah but but when they're good oh so good yeah uh i i i have joked with people before it's like you can tell if i'm not enjoying the music selection at a wedding because i will just like be like i am exhausted like (laughs) <laughs> I'm just sitting at my table, like having yep. as many desserts as I can. Like, yep. I'm just yep. like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'll just like, you know, nod along to the music. But like, mm-hmm. if I, if you see me get up and go, all right, like that's <laughs> like, it's like an exasperated, like, okay, fine. Then, you know, I'm having a good time at a wedding. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's such a shitty way to convey that i could just be like all right let's go but like i'm just like all right fine the music has swayed me i'm fucking up like (laughs) i'm up i'll do it oh man so good i love a good wedding dance Uh, all right anything else on your list that you just like need to need to reveal um I'll fire off a couple quick ones that are kind of just like they don't really need any sort of like yeah. explanations. Uh, I love eating cereal all the time. Uh, yes. If I could eat cereal for almost every meal, I I would, but it would also ruin my systems even worse than they already are. Um, I love getting back. I love sleeping in, even though like for me that means like I will wake up and just like fuck around on my computer, and then I will just like. It, but it would be okay for me to just like fall back asleep, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of quote unquote sleeping in and uh, social media is a guilty pleasure of mine for sure. Oh, I just, yep. I have Twitter, even though I don't really tweet a lot. I love surfing Twitter as mm-hmm. toxic as it can be. I avoid the toxic parts as much as I can. And I just fucking surf the parts that aren't. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say social media is a, is a guilty pleasure. Facebook is losing me rapidly. Yeah. Like I mostly keep Facebook so that I can chat with the people that I like. Oh, I know are on Facebook and want to. So, mm-hmm. but, oh my God. sorry. Uh, quick pause for the cast, just because uh, you were talking about Dave Grohl earlier, and on Twitter, I found this. You don't actually have to pause, pause the podcast. This is <laughs> we, can, we can put this picture. <laughs> We can put this picture in the description, uh, yes. but it, we were it's talking the, about Dave Grohl earlier. It and says, it's, uh, if the singer from Foo Fighters shaved, he'd look just like the drummer from Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> People are dumb. Just kidding. <laughs> are they, though? Funny. No, I know. Because I guarantee you there's somebody out there that is straight up like, Oh, I know. Oh, I'm sure there are plenty of people that are like, oh, my God. Yeah. And there are some people who just didn't know. And that's fine. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, what about you? Any last ones you want to fire off before we move on? You know, 
there are like some little things like I really love irritating my pets. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like is sort of a guilty pleasure because it's kind of mean, but <laughs> I'm like the anti of that. Like I like not necessarily because I, I think mostly because that's just like I'm terrified of them like just uprising against me. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's my pets or someone else's pets, like can't do it. Yeah. But like Pepper hates to be held, so I will pick him up like a baby just to like annoy him. <laughs> it sort of feels like to me it feels sort of like the equivalent of like a parent embarrassing a child. Um but yeah, I also uh fucking love food delivery, which I feel like is not so, as much of a guilty pleasure during the Backstreet Boys World Tour, but um, yeah, I mean, I've been getting groceries delivered for fucking years, um, and I always feel guilty about it because I'm like, it's not that hard to just go to the store, you're paying extra to have this delivered, like, um. Or even just, like, meal, like, restaurant food delivery, too. It's like, I can't necessarily afford it at the level at which I am doing this, which makes me feel guilty. But I also just, like, I fucking love not leaving my house to go to a restaurant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say that, like, during pandemic, it's much more common obviously but at the same time i do still feel a little bit guilty about it because it sort of feels a little bit like um like it's okay for these people to be out and about but i can stay safe at home um so that that feels kind of gross sometimes Uh, too but fair steph steph kind of turned my thoughts on that around because I was very much in the same boat as you but then she was like well we're paying these people who need the money to shop for us and and deliver our food so it's not like I right I feel better in that regard because it's like people who need yeah. the money are out doing it and I'm giving them that that opportunity to earn that money so like I, right I feel yeah. less guilty about it because it's it's like it's like thing of just like oh you know I I can go out and shop. It's not like I have like a situation in where it makes it hard for me to do so. So you feel bad about it, but it's just like, no, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's yeah. what they want to do. So we can just let that be a thing kind of, I guess. So. Right. Yeah. I, that I feel that way as well that I'm like, Oh, this is, I'm creating work for people who need work um, because there are fewer opportunities to work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So like, it's, there's two sides to it um so um but yeah that that's definitely one of mine and then yeah getting back to something i mentioned earlier um fan fiction is probably my biggest guilty pleasure (laughs) (laughs) i have not written fan fiction for many 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 years but that was a very brief period of time in high school but um i read a lot a lot of it um and i i'm i'm a pretty big reader in general um i read every night before bed um but i uh um 
but I I haven't read very many. Like I let's see. In in a, any given year cuz I keep track. In any given year I generally read somewhere between 20 and 30 books. Um wow. And this year I've read like 6 because I just keep reading fan fiction and I think a part yeah. of it is that like for the most part a lot of fan fiction is just very like fluffy or cute or if there is like drama or angst it's usually like resolved pretty quickly or there's always a happy ending and Mm -hmm. like i i think just in these in these troubling times there's just something very comforting about it um but yeah I, i also just think that like um as as like nerdy and as like whatever you want to say about it it is um it's also like kind of amazing that like these people will pour this thing and put it out into the world and like i don't know like it's just kind of amazing that like these people will write novel length fix and put them out on the internet for free um and it's because they love things like that so much because they love it so much and then they i think it can be a really good like training ground for writing as well because um you know you don't have to do as much world building you don't have to do as much character um just like character work yeah you can kind of those things already exist yeah you don't do the world building part of it but to me, that's yeah, the you fun can just part. focus on plot and dialogue, and um, so I think in I a lot of ways it can be like a really good training ground. Um, but but yeah, it's definitely not something that uh, is mainstream popular, I guess, um, and that has a lot of like connotations about it being really nerdy or really terrible or badly written. And like, so I I feel like not a lot of people are just like publicly proclaiming their love for fan fiction, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what I'm doing, I guess. So, (laughs) but yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much my list. So, um, I'm sure I can think of more, um, if you, uh, if you want to let us know what some of your guilty pleasures are or your thoughts on our guilty pleasures, uh, you know how to do that. You can tweet us at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D and or you can email us at A-S-W... What the fuck? <laughs> I, just, I just said it and then in the middle of it I like got lost. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, okay. Anyway, you can email us at aswaydpod at gmail.com. Um and let us know what you what you feel guilty about liking or what you don't. Like just like what you like and don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, if you want to hear that story about pagers from last week, you gotta let us know. We've only had one yep. person reach out. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah. But that as as great as that person is, you know that we love them dearly. That's not going to be enough. 
Nope. Gotta yeah. make y'all work for this one. So, so yeah. that's the thing. Uh, you can, you can, uh, I won't get too far into it because, uh, uh, I, I want to welcome you all to the christening of a new segment on Amelia and Shirk. What are you doing? And it's called Amelia's Wrestling Corner. <laughs> <laughs> and even though it's Amelia's Wrestling Corner, I'm, I am your host, Shirk. And, and the star of the show is Amelia. Uh, so uh, as I told Amelia before we got started, there is a wrestling event, and this is my slow, slow march into getting Amelia to uh, be somewhat interested in wrestling. So I'm going to, <laughs> uh, I'm going to force her to to do predictions for the event that's going on tonight uh, as we're recording SummerSlam 2020 for WWE. And as mm-hmm. as um as things kind of pick up, and as I educate myself on uh, wrestling outside of the U.S. more and more, because I I know about it, but I'm not all that invested uh because you know i'm lazy uh we will we will branch away from wwe into to more uh lucrative and uh high quality promotions but for now wwe is the game so um so i'm gonna give amelia the card for SummerSlam tonight and then uh by the time y'all see this if you are a wrestling fan you will know what happened and we will be able to know how right uh amelia was mm-hmm. so um, I'm going to go to the bottom here, and I'm also going to go into the doc so we can keep track of these answers. So there is a match um, starting out to the night uh, that is rumored. It may not happen, so I won't hold it against you if it doesn't. But um, it's called, it's a match between a, a gentleman by the name of Matt Riddle, who is a um, former UFC fighter who um, he looks like... Uh, a very stoned out Will Friedle. <laughs> okay. Kind of. Um, and he's facing a gentleman who was known as Baron Corbin, but he won a tournament called the King of the Ring. So now he's King Corbin. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so what you need to know about Matt Riddle is uh, he is high almost all the time. He doesn't wear <laughs> shoes. He says bro a lot. He's kind of like, a, like, like I said, a stoned out Will Friedle, but also a surfer but like also a UFC fighter. Okay. And Baron Corbin just has a crown, but he dresses pretty much normally the other, uh, like all the other times he's a former NFL uh, linebacker. He's like a tall, intimidating looking dude. So, uh, and, and they've been, they've been having fight uh, because King Corbin does not like Matt Riddle. That's all. Gotcha. Um, so. I'm going to go with Matt Riddle just cause okay. he sounds ridiculous. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Um, next up, and this match, uh, feel free to, to decide if you don't want to talk about it, because uh, this it involves the wrestler that was uh, that uh, was the victim of the stalking thing we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But uh, she goes by the name of Sonya Deville. She was best friends with her opponent for the night, uh, Mandy Rose. They were uh, a, like, a tag team is a hard way to put it, because they weren't really having too many matches together as a team, but they were a team mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. until uh, I want to say like late last year, early this year, they got into a big old like uh, thing because Mandy was kind of falling for this dude whose name is Otis. No, I'm not kidding. His name is literally Otis. Um, he's from Wisconsin. I believe he's just like this big, like round dude. Um, and so they like schemed to like, 
basically ruined Otis's chances of being with Mandy. Uh, and then it came out that Sonya was like the mastermind behind all of it. And Sonya, as a side note, this doesn't really impact the match, but she is like one of the few like out lesbian wrestlers in WWE. Uh, mm-hmm. If there are any more other than her. Um, I think it's maybe like one other, but like it was a big deal uh, because, you know, wrestlers don't typically talk about their orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for her to like basically be out that way, she's not like doing anything. She's still like being herself, you know, like it's not really like a thing. They didn't make it like, you know, they didn't like put like a rainbow in her entrance or anything like that. She's still like a badass wrestler. Um She's also kind of like a like a UFC fighter. She's not officially, but like she, you know, throws lots of punches and kicks and stuff like that. Anyway, point was they has fight. Uh, they uh, I'm stealing that from Brian Zane as well. Uh, it got to a point where Sonya Deville actually like attacked Mandy with like some scissors and cut a majority of her hair off, and so it was going to be a hair versus hair match where the loser would get shaved their head shaved, but it got changed on friday uh so this past friday the 21st i think it was yeah uh to a no disqualification match which means that they can use weapons and they can break there aren't really any rules and the loser gets has to leave the wwe Dang. so it's two women uh and mandy was like you know i kind of want to put this behind me and sonia was like no bitch it's gonna be now it's gonna be like the loser has to leave because I hate you. Yeah. Um, so, so it kind of like the stalking. So, and I'll, I'll let you cheat for this one. Cause the stalking incident has a lot of people thinking that like, she's going to take some time away, uh, yeah. you know, to be away from the spotlight. So right. for what, for what that's worth, that could be why they changed it from a hair versus hair match to a loser leaves WWE match. But like, yeah, it's, I'll say this as well. It's going to be a real shame that this fucking gross motherfucker who is in jail right now, he's should be under the jail um, has ruined this for her. Um, Yeah. And because she's like, the sad thing about it is like, they weren't using like to pull, to go back behind what kayfabe, which is like the world of wrestling, like to to be like in the real world, so to speak. Like Mm -hmm. she was just starting to hit her stride because they weren't Mm -hmm. really using her when they were teaming together. So this like feud where they broke up and like, Sonya turned mm-hmm. on Mandy and stuff has been like her coming out party not to make it gross mm-hmm. and make that a thing but like she's really good on the microphone she's a really good talker she's a really good wrestler like people were saying like she should become like the women's champion within the year kind of shit and then mm-hmm. this happened and it's like uh are you fucking kidding me kind of thing but anyway I'm gonna shut up and let you decide who you think is gonna win yeah um well I feel shitty for saying this, but I'm going to pick Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel I feel very much the same. And I think that like. I think even when it was a hair versus hair match, the 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 um, consensus was, is that Mandy was going to win and then cha- Sonia was just going to get her head shaved. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's the general consensus is that Mandy is going to pull out a victory somehow. Um, and then Sonia is just going to take some time away so she can, you know recover and she will probably come back uh you know because with these loser leaves wwe matches they don't fucking really last yeah <laughs> like uh you know uh they, it'll happen though the person will be gone for like maybe the year or more they tend to kind of use them sometimes to write people off from injury 
Um, mm-hmm. Instead of saying like, oh, this person's injured, they, they'll just like wrestle the match and lose and then they'll be upset and then they'll be gone for like a year or two and then they'll come back. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. All right. So into happier times, let's move on. Uh, the United States Championship is being defended as the uh, challenger whose name is, and I'm not kidding, Montel Vontavious Porter or MVP faces off against uh, the United States champion, Apollo Crews. Uh, the long and short of this is MVP has uh, a couple of other like big, strong black dudes because he, the, both wrestlers are black here. Um, but MVP has a group of guys that he calls the hurt business. Uh, and they are in his corner. They basically been going around being like, Hey, you join us or we're going to bust your buns um, real hard and beat you up a lot. And Apollo Cruz has been like, nah, I'm good, fam. And they were like, how dare you shun our offer to join the Hurt Business? We're going to bust your buns and beat you up a lot. So they did that um, after Apollo Cruz won the United States Championship. And he is an incredibly talented dude. He looks like he could be a bodybuilder, but he'd also do like backflips and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Incredibly athletic. Uh, And they weren't using him until recently. Like, it's really sad that the amount of talent WWE has and they just let fucking rot back in catering while they use the same six guys over and over again and wonder why their ratings are falling but mm-hmm. anyway so um this is the second time that Apollo Crews has had to defend the United States Championship against MVP uh he obviously won the most previous uh time and so yeah they mm-hmm. are having a rematch and the um, business are not allowed to be at ringside gotcha I'm going to go with Apollo. Okay. Okay. So here comes <laughs> this, this fucking match. Okay. Raw tag team championship. Uh, these two dudes who are known as the street profits and it's spelled profits, like profiting, mm-hmm. uh, like instead of like not profit is in like, I am a profit, like more like I'm making profit um, mm-hmm. versus uh, the team of Andrade and, uh, and Angel Garza. Uh, who they have a manager named Zelina Vega. So the Street Profits are these two black dudes. They're like super cool. They uh, one of them carries around a solo cup all the time, and you, we don't know what's in it, but he be drinking it and he get real lit. Uh, <laughs> and so during uh, one episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, the, the aforementioned one who drinks from the cup was drinking from the cup, and then he like did this weird like face. Um, and then they had a match and then he like passed out in the middle of the match and then he passed <laughs> out like later again and it turns out he was fucking poisoned and so they did this thing where they like accused Zelina Vega who's the manager of Andrade and, and Angel Garza of poisoning uh, the the aforementioned guy and they, and she was like nah it wasn't me I didn't do it so like they were like well then who could have done it we think it was y'all and they were like no it wasn't us and then Footage came out and it was like, oh, it was Zelina the whole time. So it made no fucking sense for them to like deny it. Uh, mm-hmm. And now they're fighting for the tag titles. So <laughs> there you go. Street Profits versus uh, Garza and Andrade. Who you got? I'm going to go with Street Profits. Okay. All right. Next up is uh, Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. So the long and short of this is... Uh, Seth Rollins has become what he calls the Monday Night Messiah because he got big hurt. They turned like a real life thing into a wrestling storyline. So he's like a big like pro WWE guy and he feels like WWE is like the best wrestling on the planet, which a lot of people were like, 
<laughs> okay, sure. Um, mm-hmm. So he got big, like he got big butthurt about it on Twitter. And mm-hmm. they were like, why don't we turn this into a thing? Because as a result of him being like so pro WWE and he was like supposed to be a good guy at the time, everyone was just kind of like, okay, you, we're not going to cheer you as much anymore because you're kind of delusional. And like, we understand that like you feel like you owe everything to WWE, but maybe don't like shit on other wrestling because you feel like WWE is the best. So now he's called the Monday Night Messiah and he feels like he has to do everything for the greater good. And, you know, he he's actually kind of getting traction again because he's keeping off Twitter mostly. But uh, anyway, so he was fighting with a guy named Rey Mysterio, who is Dominic Mysterio's dad in real life. Not a joke. Um, and they had a fucking eye for an eye match where the loser, uh, the way, the only way to win was to like basically remove your opponent's eye. Uh, Yikes. They, yeah, they obviously camped it up and didn't like make it an actual thing. Rey Mysterio still has his eye. He did lose the match though. Um, and so Dominic is real big mad that his dad got beat up. So he's trying to avenge the family honor. Uh, Dominic mm-hmm. Mysterio is not really, I mean, he's been training to be a wrestler, but he hasn't really had many like, or if any like actual matches, like they've probably all been like, you know, it, for the purpose mm-hmm. of training. So they're basically mm-hmm. being like, here's Seth Rollins, this dude who's like been the top wrestler for a long time versus this wrestler's son who like signed a contract. Uh, but, is not really a wrestler and to make mm-hmm. it worse it's going to be what's called a street fight which means the rules are incredibly relaxed so lots of weapons are coming for this one gotcha dominic versus seth who you got um i'm gonna go dominic i like okay. an underdog i dig it all right so i'm gonna lump these two matches up uh one after the other because as you probably saw if you uh, are checking the doc they are uh, feature uh, they're featuring the same wrestler in both matches so um <clears throat> we talked about asuka uh the last time on our wrestling episode she is uh, one of the best wrestlers on the planet she's an amazing japanese woman um she has an awesome youtube channel which you should definitely check out because she wilds out on that and it's hilarious but she ended up losing the raw women's championship via dubious means to these two that are calling themselves the golden role models. That is Sasha Banks and Bailey. They have currently almost all of the women's championships that are available in the WWE. So there's a women's tag team title. There's a raw women's championship and there's a SmackDown women's championship. And they have all of those. So um, Asuka won the right to um, get a rematch because she lost the title to Sasha Banks. Again, via dubious means. Um, and then she also won a, a like a huge battle royal, which is uh, a match in which you have a ton of people. And the only way to win is to throw your opponents over the top rope and both their feet touch the floor. So she's getting uh, a match to beat the fuck out of both of them. And so. <laughs> so um, first up is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bailey versus Asuka. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go Asuka. Okay. And uh, compl- uh, and directly following that, Raw Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Who you got? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Sasha. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, they've kind of been teasing uh, a sort of, this is like a post your predictions knowledge, but they've been kind of teasing that like Bailey and Sasha, like even though they're like best friends, that they're going to break up because like they're heels. So they're trying to trip over each other to like, you know, keep both obviously keep their titles, but it's kind of like a if it means like subtly stabbing you in the back, I might do it so I can keep mine, like that kind of thing. 
Um, so yeah, we'll move on though because we're almost done. Uh, Universal Championship is on the line. Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Ooh boy. Okay, I'm gonna try and make this as short as possible. So uh, Braun Strowman, he a big bag, he big bad fighty boy. Um, he is uh, most known for just having incredible feats of strength that like he probably couldn't do in real life, but he would probably kill me for saying that he couldn't do them in real life, even though he can't. Um, for instance, on an episode of WWE once, he flipped an ambulance by himself. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he also grabbed a giant base and he cracked it over a dude's back once. All like right. someone was like, is that a cello? I'm like, no, that's a bass. And he just like, <laughs> he ca- he like, carried it over his shoulder like a fucking guitar and then just like slammed it on this dude's back and it just disintegrated. It was awesome. Anyway, um, so he is fighting this dude named the Fiend Bray Wyatt, who is like this masked, like, carnival looking evil almost clownish character but like he's almost impervious to pain and has only lost one match since he like came around um he's just he's like a truly like terrifying looking figure i'll just see if i can just quick up uh mm-hmm. grab a picture of what he looks like um for you here uh and so they're fighting they've been fighting for a while now and they had a swamp fight at the last uh, major WWE event where they like literally just did like a cinematic like we're going to fucking legit fight in the swamp. And there's going to be like like, you know, gators floating by and shit. And like they presumably, quote unquote, drowned Braun Strowman during this, even though he obviously wasn't drowned. Um, but the wrinkle in the story is that like a long time ago, Braun used to be friends with this uh, female wrestler named Alexa Bliss, who is like she's like just about five feet and Braun is like six five so like mm-hmm. you can imagine like the the funny tandem between them because like mm-hmm. he would like put his hand way up in the air and she would like just like leap and just barely make the high five but um mm-hmm. during the swamp fight uh Bray used his like crazy supernatural powers to like make it look like Alexa was betraying Braun by like distracting him so like Braun came out of the swamp he has he like shaved his head and now he's big mad and evil but he's also the top champion and so like alexa was like hey you said you didn't care about me and he's like you just used me like a pawn and so she like slapped him to be like hey you, my friend is still in there please don't be a mean jerk jerk and he was like you slapped me so i'm gonna like literally throw you up in the air and let you fall uh the fiend also got involved but now they're fighting and so it's like evil versus evil basically <laughs> Gotcha. Well, you just so. sent me a picture of Bray Wyatt and it is fucking terrifying. I had to close yes. my phone. Um, yes. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with Braun just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to win because Bray like creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, the thing that I forgot to mention and feel free to change your prediction after that is that uh, Bray doesn't always look like that. He okay. has a different ego, quote unquote, that is called, he's called Funhouse Bray. And Funhouse Bray looks like, uh, basically he looks like a, um, like a, like a twisted Mr. Rogers-esque no, kind of person. No, he's got, no. so like the, the hair is kind of like wrapped up in kind of like a bun and uh, he's got like a short little beard and he's wearing like a red sweater. Like, it's just like. 
No, as soon as you said funhouse, like, I just got this big frown on my face that was like shaking <laughs> my head. <laughs> just no. Yeah, no. Bef- okay, we'll move on in just a second, but I have to show you this photo of non-themed okay. Bray Wyatt. Okay. So he's got like fucking khaki oh my pants. God, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll put these in a the gallery if y'all care, but uh, yeah, anyway. But so the th- difference between the two. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, okay. so yeah, so like like Bray Funhouse Bray is like in this like very simplistic, like, you know, blues clues-esque kind of set. And he's talking and like kids are like canned laughter from kids is happening and they're going like on they're responding to stuff. And he's like very like Mr. Rogers esque, but then he becomes the fiend and it's like fucking terrifying. Yep. Uh, Not pictured is is the fact that when the fiend comes to the ring, he carries a lantern that is basically one of his old gimmicks, which is like their personas. Uh, It's it's old Bray Wyatt's head. Oh god. With the mouth the mouth stretched for the like the light to emanate from. No. Yeah. No. It is it is fucking terrifying. No. Like legitimately. He is he is a he is a horror like villain. Yeah. No. Carney pants on. All right. So okay. So Braun Strowman it is. We'll move on. Last match of the night. You've got Drew McIntyre, the champion, versus Randall Keith Orton. Uh just Randy Orton, but that's his middle name. Uh, so Randy Orton's been around the WWE for a really long time. I want to say he debuted back in 2002. So he's been, you know, an 18 year veteran. Uh, he has taken to basically going around and just destroying these quote unquote WWE legends. So he does so via uh, what is known as a punt kick. So he just like backs up and kicks them in the head to the point where they're just like out. Like, goodbye, you're done, uh, kind of a thing. And he's he's also known as the Viper. So, like, he's known for, like, slithering in and just kind of, like, striking out of nowhere kind of a thing. Like, one of his, like, favorite tactics is, like, when wrestlers come to the ring, they come from a specific point. But, like, his music will play, and then they'll be, like, waiting, and then he'll, like, sneak up from behind them. Like, he'll mm-hmm. snuck through, like, through the crowd or some shit, and, like, mm-hmm. he'll attack that way. Um, so, Basically, uh, Randy Orton, and, and he's known for, in real life, being a very toxic individual at the, like, not so much anymore, but, like, back when he was younger, definitely he did some really toxic shit. But anyway, so he's been, like, kicking legends in the head and, like, putting people, like, out and possibly breaking their necks uh, versus this dude who uh, my friend Vaughn would describe as a Scottish fuck god. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just show you a picture of Drew McIntyre. Uh, it will be much uh, more pleasant than looking at the Fiend Bray Wyatt, I promise. Um, <laughs> he's just like this big Scottish dude who likes kicking people in the face real hard. I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, but yeah, so they're fighting and, um, and, and, Drew McIntyre is mad because all these people that he respects is, are getting kicked in the head by Randy Orton, uh, yeah. who just wants to be the champion again. So it's it's for yeah. the big belt main yeah. event. Who you got? I'm gonna go with Drew. Okay. 
Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right. That is going to be it. We will reconvene. I'll probably uh, inform Amelia uh, tomorrow or later what if uh, how well she did. And then we'll talk about it for a real brief uh, time on the next podcast. But that was <laughs> Amelia's Wrestling Corner. <laughs> and we're moving right into, I didn't make up a theme vlog word, but this is Amelia. What the fuck is this? You know what it is by now. I'm going to show Amelia a fucking weird thing on the internet. And she's going to explain it to you. And then we're going to be done. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you I'm are ready, ready Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He thought he thought he was going up or down, but he went uh, strictly to his left. Yep. Yep. All it's right. real. It's yep. real funny. Check it out. Uh, I learned I learned my lesson from last week. I do apologize for those who had to rely on us talking about the WTF from last week because it was almost immediately. I guess the person who posted it deleted their account for some reason. Oh no! And I didn't get a chance to save it, but I have this one saved. So let me know. If it goes away and I will fucking, you know, I'm just going to fucking, uh, on Friday, I will post it uh, yeah. on the the account so then you can see what it is. Yeah. Um, it'll, so I won't put it in the description. Just know from going forward, uh, after the podcast goes up, I will, I will tweet what the video or what it is without any sort of explanation and you'll just have to know. Yep. What it is. yep yep so yep. that's the way i'm gonna do it going forward it's not gonna be in the description don't look for it in the description because it's bit me three times now and i should know yep better. Mm-hmm. so that's it for this week uh amelia gave you the handles for the pod i'm gonna give you our personal handles that's shake meets world for amelia and a black sparrow for myself hey guess what i'm back on twitch uh my hiatus Ooh. is over uh, because I was devoting my time to the Black Theater Festival and I did not want to uh, split it up too heavily. And plus, rehearsals made it impossible for me to stream, which I'm obviously fine with. But those rehearsals and stuff are over for the time being. So uh, check me out Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, twitch.tv slash a black sparrow. I've talked your ears off for so long now. Let's get out of here. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed us talking about our guilty pleasures. And you know what? Don't feel guilty about the things that you like. Just like the things that you like. And with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick. And we forgot to save you up to $5 on your next submarine sandwich. We're really sorry. Bye. Bye.